3: From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Music.
4: Welcome on this wonderful Monday morning. You're finding me in Seattle, Washington today, and I'm here with Miriam Joy a CEO of blobes.com. Blobes is spelled B as in boy, L-O-B as in boy, E-S as in Sam.com, in case you want to go check it out while we're talking. Welcome, Miriam. Thank you very much. It's so, a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Uh, tell us a little bit about Blobes. I think everybody here um, has checked out the Twitter stream and knows that today's uh, conversation is around those very thorny issues of maintaining credit, repairing credit, etc., and managing it during those very early, ugly startup days. So,
5: tell us a little about Blobes. How did it start? Well, it's very interesting because I come from an international business background, and I wanted to um, help the Latino community in the Seattle area be able to buy homes and do what I had done for myself. And I went into real estate and discovered the problem wasn't real estate. The problem was mortgage. I went into mortgage. The problem wasn't mortgage. The problem was credit. And it took me quite a long time, about four years, to understand how credit worked because it's not really available out there. Mm -hmm. So Blobs is really coming to um, solve a lot of problems and give information back to the consumer where it's really been hidden. And um, people really don't want to talk about it. That's right. Um, credit
4: is a huge issue, and yeah, it's something we don't discuss often at all. Everybody thinks they're the only one in the boat, and uh, you know they're the only one with this problem. So let's talk a little bit about the work that Globe does uh, with relationship to startups and entrepreneurs. Many entrepreneurs fund their startup on their own back. So beginning it wisely rather than getting into the rut to begin with would be a good start. For those folks who are listening who aren't in the middle of this already, what I call the dip, right, Uh, let's talk about how one might fund a company um, intelligently. Would you start by using your own business uh, credit card, excuse me, your own personal credit cards, or would you increase the, I don't know, the credit lines on your credit cards first? How do you do that?
5: Well, I think it's really key from the get-go to be able to be a corporation, number one, so you can isolate yourself from any damages that that business can do to you. So okay. incorporating first is, number one, getting the tax identification numbers that you need and starting to build credit for your business.
4: Okay. So this is in the U.S., um, and, again, no, we have global listenership, but right now, from the U.S. perspective, uh, incorporation has a number of different processes. You can do uh, LLCs, you can do INCs, you know, uh, S-Corps, basically, and you can do C-Corps. The only one that seriously separates you from the uh, pluses and minuses of the corporation is going to be a C-Corp. Everything else, they will walk right through it and take your personal assets. If you're an S-Corp, you have to sign personally for everything. Um, and it becomes even more tight today than it was back in say two thousand to two thousand and five so the only way to incorporate and to separate yourself from the risks of business is to have a c corporation and to serve as the president thereof
5: yeah it's because you become an employee of your corporation and Correct. even for your personal credit mm-hmm. it helps and um, it's you know important to talk to a cPA mm-hmm. to look. And, you know, talk to a corporate attorney also because he's going to look at the nature of your business and make sure that, um, you know, you do things right off the bat. You pay a little bit more when you're doing your accounting, but Mm -hmm. in the long run, it definitely helps you. Some of the things that are involved if you
4: become a C-Corp are you are an employee of your own corporation. It means you have to take a paycheck. When the corporation writes your paycheck, it can deduct the expense of an employee's, you know, cost, but the corporation will pay taxes on whatever it makes or so on. And the corporation will be able to take deductions and uh, carry over, um, you know, refund, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Basically carry over losses uh, over a number of years. But as an employee, you will pay the highest tax rate available. Right, we always say the reason one wants to be a sole proprietor or a an S corp or even an LLC or LLP or whatever is that all of these losses which happen at the beginning of a company, right, as you go through the dip and you invest more than you're going to make, you're going to have uh, losses. They go through to your personal account, which is great. You don't pay tax as an employee. And you don't uh, really have this obligation to take an income. If you're a C-Corp, the only way you can take money out of your own company to survive on is to take it as an employee paycheck. This is the highest tax rate in the nation and probably in the world. (laughs) So how do we balance those things? Is there a time where you say, no, don't
5: start with a C-Corp, start with a sole prop, and then later you go on? It really depends on the nature of the business that you have. Um, you can start with an LLC mm-hmm. and then go into a C-Corp, mm-hmm. and that's why it's important to get the advice of mm-hmm. a CPA. With an LLC, can you actually separate your liability from the corporation? Yes, you can. It, that's why it's called a Limited Liability yeah. Corporation. And they just mm-hmm. did an amendment a couple of years ago where they changed a lot of the rules, and it's almost like an S-Corp. Oh, so s corp, but S-Corps, they can walk right
4: through and take your assets. With an LLC, I think you want to still re- um, required to co-sign for credit. Is that correct?
5: No, not if you build your business credit. Okay. In the beginning, they make you co-sign for the credit if you have no credit history whatsoever. You have no credit history for your business. For the business. And okay. that's why it's really important for people to start from the get-go. They can actually take part of their personal credit and build the credit for the company through that. But then it's really important to separate the two. How do you separate the two right there? Well, you go to Dun & Bradstreet in America Mm -hmm. and you establish your history with Dun & Bradstreet. So you're going to pay to become a member, but in the long run, it's a lot better. And Everything that you're doing, for example, you're paying phone bills, you're paying leases, you're doing that, you report that to them. And if you report it to them, then they start creating a history. So you have that, you know, when you do your quarterly uh, Mm -hmm. taxes and your quarterly everything, make sure that you quarterly also send that over to Dun & Bradstreet so they can start keeping record and start rating you.
4: Okay, so that would be advice I probably should have known years ago because I kind of shunned those guys as being just nonsense anymore. All right. So do go join Dun & Bradstreet, even if you're an LLC. And that's how you would separate yourself from the company. First, you have to co-sign for any loan you get from a, or line of credit you would get from a bank. The second thing you do then is to establish the credit over at D&B. And then how do you separate from your liability? So at some point, somebody says, yes, this company can get the credit.
5: Well, what you do is make sure that when you apply, you're using your tax identification number, you're using your corporation, and the fine print says that you're not liable, that it's Okay. The company and the company credit. And so where would you start to do that? I mean, just as a, a young
4: kid says, okay, I'm going to get a, a $500 loan from Chase Bank, but I'm going to put $500 into a savings account that I agree not to touch until I pay the loan. So you're kind of faking that that building of the credit, and they're quite fine with that. You know, if yes. you can prove that you can pay it, fine, but just in case they got their $500 bucks sitting there. Okay, same idea. How do you do that for a company? Where would be that first place where you'd say, I want to have this credit But it's for my company. Would it be your lease, your office lease? That's where I found my first one.
5: Well, you can, you know, number one is when you have a company, you designate a credit card and you put your name and the company name on it. Okay. The other thing is your lease and your phone bills. Make sure that everything has your name and your company name on it. So if it has that, then you can submit that to um the business credit you know bureaus and then they can also make sure that that has a history so business credit bureaus, besides Dun & Bradstreet, who would there be? Well, internationally, for example, you can go to banks, and the banks will create their own internal history. Okay. So, for example, even um, insurance agencies, insurance agencies will create a history on yourself, so they have their own system of credit. Okay. So it's very important that everything you do has your name and the business name okay. for the first few so, years. So you want them merged the first few years.
4: And yes. how many years
5: is that? One year, two? Years, three years? It takes uh, approximately two years to build a good credit history. Okay. But two to three, and between two to three, review it. And even though you're going to have a little bit more headache, you know, separating the two, it's a lot better in the long run because of your liability.
4: Okay. So, again, um, the killer time for a business is the very first two years. What you're saying is it's going to take two years to establish the corporate credit. So now we're between a rock and a hard place as well. What happens as I have to build stuff for the company in those first two years. I'm, what I'm hearing is I will have to co-sign for it. So that's going to be on me. And those first two very dicey years can be difficult. As a result, though, as a co-signer, do I... How do I get enough money to do so? What would be your suggestion? Do you go to a bank and ask for a loan? Do you build credit card history and credit card value first and just use the cards? Um, Where would you start?
5: I would say it's a combination of all of the above because it's, you know, for example, if you go for a small business loan they're going to ask you how many years you've been in history, you know, yeah, how, business, how, long, yeah. Yeah, how, how long you've been in business. Mm-hmm. And then so they, they'll say, well, do you have a collateral? You know, the collateral being any assets. Now, a lot of the times a great thing would be for you to have um, somebody that could partner with you that already has a history, that already has like an investor or an angel funder or somebody that okay. has a business history. So they can um, they can sign for you or co-sign for uh-huh. you. Okay, so leveraging other folks in the finance sector,
4: the secondary market finance sector, such as angel investors or VCs, et cetera, would be a great way to go. We're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about leveraging other folks to help with your credit and how to separate your credit when the time comes.
3: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this.
2: From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja—an exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas, mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple.
4: MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOtool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOtool risk-free today. Go to MySEOtool.com
2: blog 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 webmasterradio.fm we're the talk of the town webmasterradio.fm thanks for listening
3: webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere we're back with jelly and music the ceo coach only on webmasterradio.fm Welcome back. We're talking
4: about the thorny issue of financing credit in the very early years of startup. So one of the things we're talking about now is if we could start things right to begin with, we would do things like separate our own finances, personal finances, from our corporate finances. I'm here with Miriam Joy of Blobes.com. That's B-L-O-B-E-S.com. Welcome back, Miriam. Thank you. So what we said is get yourself a C-Corp or if that's not appropriate, something like an LLC, check it out and do it. There's a little bit more in terms of uh, writing your books and managing them and so on, but it'll help you in growth in the future. Of course, if you take uh, the C-Corp and you become an employee, of your own corporation, it's the most tax you're going to make uh, pay because both entities pay tax, if you will. So people try to avoid that for a little while. They also like the first year losses, which means the investment time to come and flow through to their personal income. They may have spouses, significant others supporting them, etc. This kind of helps. Yes. So I get that idea. We're going to balance the two. You're recommending LLC rather than sole prop if we have to. Now we've got somebody say who's already. Um, in that point where they've used their credit cards, they've used some loans, whatever it is, and they're kind of going down that slippery slope, right? It's into the dip. How do you manage this nadir of the dip? It's the time when it's almost impossible to pay the bills, or perhaps the bank has
5: already sold your bad credit. What happens? Do I pay the secondary guy? Well, it really depends. Uh, I would say that if you're going and dealing with collection companies, do not deal with them. Okay. Okay. Because so you just
4: say, no, I don't have a debt with you. I will deal with my primary lender. How do
5: you message that? Well, number one is you can say that all communication be done in mail. Mm-hmm. So that establishes a paper trail. Mm-hmm. Um, two is go back to the original company. Okay. Because if you go back to the original company that has the debt, number one, you can negotiate better terms okay. without paying collections. So, if a bank, let's say a major
4: bank, we're talking Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, any of those guys, Citibank, whatever, the major banks, okay? Yes. A major bank gave you a loan. It could yes. have been a personal loan for whatever reason, so on, but you used it to build your company. And let's, for talking purposes, we got a $50,000 loan. They're going okay. to have charged some interest along the way. Along the way, you have no longer been able to pay this loan or not enough or whatever it is. And now you're into the point where it's, I do know, up to 70000 because it was paid a little bit down, but now they've charged ridiculous amounts of interest fees, etc. At some point, they say they've sold the loan. So... Now XYZ company calls you up and says, um, Chase has asked us to collect it. Nonsense. They bought it. They bought it for maybe a nickel or a dime on the dollar or maybe 20 cents on the dollar. They own the loan. But you're saying they have no legal right to collect it?
5: Well, it's not they don't have a legal right. They can try. Basically, they they buy the right to try to collect. And they only make money if they collect. Now, there's a rule that if... From the day you started, the day you became late on your mm-hmm. fees, from that date on, your first late, you have three years for the bank to collect that money. I see. And they that's why they will send it over to collection companies, because they know that they'll hound you, they will use unfair practices to intimidate you, to stress you out, mm-hmm. and... Because they just know that that's a a venue of doing that. Now, when it comes to um, negotiating the debt, if you go back to the original company. Within the 36 months. Within the 36 months, they can collect. After 36 months, if they have written off that debt, you're better off getting an attorney. Because if they wrote off that debt in their books, the collection company cannot collect. So a lot of but if you give a collection company one dollar or even the original company one dollar, you reestablish that 36 months date again.
4: I see. So that's a really critical piece of information. Um, I'm hoping those folks who are in the middle of this muck are listening really carefully. What we're saying is that the date that you first become late which would be 30 days past the due date? Yes. Okay, so it's not the date that it was due, but 30 days later. Yes. When it would show up on a credit report, for example, that says they were 30 days late or more. Mm -hmm. Um, If you fail to make a payment to whatever loan uh, at the bank and so on, that starts the clock ticking. 36 months later,
5: they are no longer permitted by law to attempt to collect this debt. Is this correct? What happens is... They can collect the debt for 36 months, but after that, if they wrote it off in their books. Only if
4: they didn't write it off would they permit it. Okay. Yes. But in general, they will write it off. Because and the then tax they rule get is a, three years. Right. They'll get a tax deduction yes. because they can write it off. So at the 36-month mark, your chances that they did write it off are very high, yes. almost 100%. So you want to negotiate with the original uh uh, lender the bank rather than negotiating with any debt collector yes. in the end you don't really owe the money to the debt collector the debt collector has purchased the rights to attempt to collect on a debt at whatever money they choose yes okay and they have paid somewhere between what's usual
5: normally they'll they'll collect anywhere from 15 to 25 to 50 cents on the dollar depending on the type of debt okay and that
4: 50 cents on the dollar, 15 cents, whatever. That's based on the total sum you owe, including all bank fees, charges, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, understood. So you get a fair idea of what you can negotiate. If you never pay this debt collector then what can they do all along the way? They
5: can report to your credit company, correct? They will use a lot of different practices to intimidate Mm -hmm. you. Sure. They will report it to the agencies. They can try to take you, um, to sue you. Okay. And, you know. Do they have the rights to sue you for this debt? They can, depending on the contract that you have. So you really have to see if you collateralized it in any way. Yes, they, if the bank, the 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 holder of the loan, if they think that they could collect from you or put a lien on a house Mm -hmm. or a lien on you, they can do that. We're
4: generally talking about credit card unsecured debt. So assuming we have credit card debt, which is unsecured, then what you're saying is the bank could certainly take you to court and sue you, but instead they choose to use the secondary market to collect. These are debt collectors. Now, if you do not pay the debt collector, the debt collector can choose to take you to court. What is your recourse then? You go to court, did you win or lose? I mean, how does this work?
5: I can tell you that majority of the time, if you do go to court, the court is going to rule in your favor. In your favor? Yes. That's interesting. How does that happen and why? Because number one is um, the FTC is really cracking down on, on debt collection practices and unfair fees that are being you know thrown in there. So the judges tend to be fair on their loan and fair on your financial situation where they'll put a payment plan together. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's to your advantage to have that done because they'll be able to throw away a lot of those um, unfair fees that the collection company and or even the bank are putting on that loan.
4: OK, so that's a good thing. So it might reduce your debt, but it won't say you don't owe this. It says you want to owe this, but a smaller amount. And then they'll come up with a payment fee, uh, a you know, payment plan and so on. So one could essentially string it out for some time. Then you finally get to court. Then you manage the whole thing. But now you have this record of having been in court. And of course, it takes you away from your business. And, it, you know, all of this is a tremendous distraction. So these are just, you know, absolutely, you know, last resort options. Yes. But some folks listening may be there. So this is a good thing. Now, assuming that we don't get anywhere near that far, or let's assume that we did get that far. What happens to the credit report now? You're saying along the way, the bank can report that you've been late. Yes. And along the way, the credit collector, right, the collection company will report what and where? Um, How long
5: can they do this? They, you know, the credit agencies are, I have to say, not not the credit agencies, but the collection companies, they're they're used to intimidating and really damaging your report. And that's why it's really important to see they'll duplicate it. mm -hmm. They'll throw it on there in so many different ways Mm -hmm. to really hinder you. So it's important to look at your report and make sure that whatever company is reporting, that it's only one time on there, not three, four, five, six, seven times. Because okay. they'll keep trying to sell it to another company.
4: Yes, I've heard that, um, and, and I've actually experienced this, where when the very early days of building my company, I also was unable to make a loan payment, and it was immediately sold, and then resold, and resold, and resold. So it took quite some time to sort it out, and I did pay the original lender, Um, but that was merely by accident. I didn't know all of this process. I wish I had known, and these are the things that I said, you know, would have given my left arm to have known about. So, okay, we're going to take one more quick break here. When we wrap up, I want to get a quick list of best practices to protect um, these early startup CEOs, and then I'd love to have you back to have further discussions along this line to talk about um, what happens with your credit later, how long it takes to uh, go off your credit lines, and and, uh, what you can do to fix it up. So hopefully you'll join us one more time. I would love to do that. Thank All you. right. We're going to take a break here at CEO coach. This is Jillian Music. We'll be right Stay
3: back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this.
1: Oh
4: yeah. My day is done. Time for happy
2: hour. You're already done for the
4: day? Yeah. Cause I use CertifiedKnowledge.org.
0: Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs.
2: Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now.
4: As you know, being an expert at f-
2: <gasps> What did she say?
4: requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f**k?
2: the road, on the boat, working out, or up in the air. Now you can listen to webmasterradio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for webmasterradio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows phone as well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading TuneIn right now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are everywhere. WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination
3: for education and entertainment. We're back with Jelly and Musig, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
4: And welcome back. We have just a few more moments with Miriam Joy, CEO of Globes.com, helping... I guess, uh, entrepreneurs, but uh, also um, just regular folks, right, Yeah. with credit issues. So today we're talking about the specific credit issues of CEOs and entrepreneurs. Uh, We've talked about some of the good stuff, the bad stuff, and how do we do things. One of the things that you pointed out during our break time was that, one, it's terribly important never to pay a penny to the debt collection agency. Only to the original lender. So explain why in just a few moments and
5: then give us that top ten list or top four list. (laughs) What do we do to protect this credit? Um, The most important thing is because if you pay the original debt collector, you can eliminate all the other reporting that has been done. All of those collection agencies that have put stuff on your credit once you send into the bureaus the proof that you paid the original debt collector, they have to eliminate that. So okay. you just improve your credit by then.
4: So you have only one issue, say Bank of America or Chase or whatever, and you owe them something. You were late, but it was paid in full or perhaps settled. Settled. Okay, one or the or, other. Yes. Okay. So that means all of this other stuff goes away and immediately improves your score. Yes. This is good. How long will this thing that says settled or late but paid in full stay from the bank? Well, that stays there for seven years. Seven years. Okay, so good to know, folks. It's going to be seven years. Now, the next thing, um, again, never pay the debt collector, only pay the bank,
5: and you must get to the bank before 36 months is up. No, you can get to the bank at any time, Mm -hmm. but it's always better to go to them. You have more flexibility after 36 months because they already wrote off the debt. Okay.
4: So even after
5: 36 months, when they've written off the debt, are they permitted to collect anything? Yes, they are. And the collection agencies can't collect for the bank after 36 months. Okay. So you have to put up with these noisemakers. Yes. But do not pay
4: them. Do go back to the original uh, uh, debt or lender and do that. Okay. We have about 30 seconds left. Tell us Your best practices as a CEO, what would you say I should do to protect my credit, assuming now I have good credit rather than we go into this problems of the dip? And by the way, folks, we'll be back with another show to talk about major problems with a dip. So, Miriam.
5: The most important thing is to send a letter to the bureaus so nobody can pull your credit. They can block anybody from pulling your credit. The number one issue in the FTC right now is identity theft. And you have to think that your credit... And your business credit is one. Anytime you go to a loan, even though you are a CEO of a company and you're successful, they're going to look at your track history, um, your personal and your business life. Try to separate your business um, accounts from your personal accounts to protect yourself if anything goes sour. And you can actually put a note on your credit report that that was a business debt, not a personal debt. So that definitely can help you too.
4: Okay. So um, what you want us to do then is get a hold of the the, uh, original debt holder. Well, no, no, I'm talking about uh, protecting the debt. Now you're saying getting a hold of the uh, credit reporting companies and say, nobody may pull this credit report
5: unless I give you permission. How do you give them permission? Um, well, they, they have a a, a special way that it says they'll call you and they have a passcode and there's actually a form on uh, www.ftc.gov and there's a form you can print out and send into the bureaus and that can definitely help you. It's something that a lot of companies charge money to do it, but you can do it by yourself and it's valid for two years.
4: Okay, so Frank. Mm Well, Federal Trade Commission. Yes. Uh, right, dot com. So FTC.com and find the form. Dot .gov. You, oh, dot .gov, of course. Yes. Right, dot .gov. So FTC.gov, find the form that you can send to these credit reporting agencies saying, don't let anybody pull my credit until you contact me personally. Yes. Sounds like a good way to end this session. We'll be looking forward to seeing you again. Thank, Thank you, you so much. This is Jillian Music on CEO Coach. You can download these shows through iTunes or on webmasterradio.fm. Till next week.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.